listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. It is New Year's Eve tomorrow when this podcast mm. drops. Happy New Year early. Happy, Happy New, New Year's, Year's Eve. Eve Eve. Eve. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> which means we have made it to the end of 2022, which means this is our annual Wishes and prognostications episode. So we're going to look back on last year, maybe revisit a few things that we put in last year's episode, and then we're going to give you some new, fresh, shiny wishes, blessings, and prognostications Mm. for 2023 because it's that time of year. So first, we're just going to we're going to recap 2022. And I remember last when we did this episode for the end of 2021, we were like, holy moly, how did it get worse than 2020? And then it did. <laughs> and it was really rough. Like 2021 was super rough. And then before we started recording, we were all like, what even happened in 2022? <laughs> like, I don't remember mm-hmm. most of this year. Medically <laughs> induced coma to, to like mm. cope with with the stress of it all. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. didn't sleep. Yeah. I like I know stuff happened and actually I mean stuff started opening back up from the COVID shutdowns and everything things mm-hmm. started happening again and I think yeah. that's partially why I don't remember anything because every my schedule got what what was it we hit was it Memorial Day or Labor Day? I think it was Labor Day. We hit Labor Day and my calendar was all of a sudden full through like mm, the yeah. end of November. And I didn't know how it happened. We are yeah. so busy right now. It is so crazy. Like every evening right now, my husband is running two sets of children to two different events. And somehow like all the isolation and loneliness of the pandemic is just, is gone. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Uh, people still get sick. Yeah. But. We don't, I don't know. Uh, part of me misses the quiet, but yep. <laughs> a large part of me just looks around and goes, I'm in a Walmart without a mask and there mm-hmm. are people here. That's pretty cool. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just wonderful. Like church is back. Schools are back. It's, mm-hmm. it's good. So I guess my, if I were to sum up 2022, it would be, could have been worse. It could have been worse. For real. <laughs> I mean, we could be in the middle of World War Three right now, you guys. Yeah. And we're not. We somehow avoided that one. So that's a that's win. Good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Win. And this was, for me and for my family, the, there was just a little, a modicum of healing that went on this year that we definitely needed. So let's mm-hmm. hope and pray that that trajectory sort of continues and we stay out of World War Three in 2023 yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. I know personally, we talked a lot about therapy in the last several years, and I actually started going to therapy this year. And let me tell you, that has been such a journey. It's been great. It's been hard, but it's been great. Oh, man. And it was so wonderful, like you were saying, Rachel, to just like go back to stuff. We go back to the symphony. Finally, we didn't we didn't have to show our vaccine vaccination cards or tests or mm. whatever you had to show to get into places. Like the first time I bought tickets, I was like, I don't I don't have to like I can just buy tickets and walk in. This is this is amazing. It's right. just we got so much of that that freedom back to just kind of do stuff. It was wonderful. Twenty twenty two kind of broke me. I think really mm. honestly, like twenty twenty was weird. Twenty one was awful. Just, sad yeah and 22 i think it just for me was it was a carryover of 
21, but nothing like none of the darkness, none of the sadness, none of the like agitation had ever been addressed in a wholesome way. So I've dealt with some life changes, even in the last few months that are are sort of a result of COVID and what that means to be a someone in the workplace and work from home and managing teams. And it just this was a, a, probably the first nine months of this year was very dark. And I'm only realizing now, like, mm-hmm. where I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm out of it. I'm getting out of oh, it. That's good. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That resonates because at the end of 2021, uh, we had three family funerals in three and a half months, um, all on my husband's side of the family. So, like last year at Christmas, I didn't even look at our Christmas cards. They just sat. I didn't even open a lot of them. They just sat on the table because I couldn't process any of that. So we spent several of the first months, and this is maybe I don't remember. We spent several of the first months of 2022 just like processing yeah. all of this like loss that had happened mm. during 2021. It was, whoa. but you know, the Lord is faithful. We're yes, we're getting is. through it. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. I don't know. For me, 2022 was, it felt much more like things were getting back to, I don't know, things had settled in. They were no longer in crisis mode. We'll (laughs) say it that way. Yeah. And things are like with work, with short-term volunteers serving on the international mission field. That has definitely started again. So we're getting busier and busier with that type of stuff. All of my social stuff had already, I feel like, sort of picked up again by the time 2022 was starting. So I don't necessarily notice a big difference there. But, well, actually, one more reflection for for 2022. I don't know what it is, but sometime in October, I don't think there was anything that triggered it in particular. But maybe it is, as you guys are talking about, like all the things that happened during the last three years, maybe it is somehow a little related. But anyway, during COVID is when I first got Wi-Fi at home. Whoa! And I remember that. It was, mm-hmm. Yes, it was a major thing in my life. And I got it. And of course, with the arrival of that... I did, as you would expect, start watching more TV shows that were then available to stream and that sort of thing. And not like I've never been a binge watcher, but anything. Anyway, I was doing that more. And but then in October 2022, one evening, it was a rainy evening and I was tired and I was like, you know what? I... I'm just going to have a quiet evening at home. I'm just going to, I'm just going to read. And I, I only read. And all of a sudden the next day, it was a Saturday night. And the next day on Sunday, I was like, that's the first time I've had a quiet reading only evening in forever. And I haven't watched TV since. <laughs> oh, I just haven't turned it back on. I keep every night. I'm just like, oh, I'm going to enjoy another reading night or <laughs> or I do some other thing. But anyway, I, so it wasn't that I intentionally decided I'm I'm 
I'm finished with TV. I just sort of stopped all of a sudden. You know, that's so interesting. Yes. I'll tell you why in a minute. Okay. Well, anyway, I was just like, huh. I, at first I thought there was nothing to it, but I don't know. Maybe it is a little bit of processing out of, out of the whole COVID TV times Mm. because definitely watched more TV. I also read more, but like I was just home a lot more and coming out of that in 2022, I'm not home as much. And so then when I would be home, I would be watching TV and all of a sudden I just didn't, I lost my taste for it. And so I've been, I've been reading or working on this little, this little hobby project thing that I have. And anyway, it's been great. So Rachel, what did that call to your mind? So one of the big things that happened to me in 2022 was I started spending a whole lot less time on social media, which has been a multi-year process, Mm -hmm. as you guys know. But I had always, I had sort of configured my brain so that I had trouble falling asleep without, Mm. I would put on a um, documentary. And I was staying with my parents for a month in January and the Wi-Fi in the guest bedroom upstairs is terrible. And so I just picked up a book and started to read and I fell asleep faster. And I was like, Mm. okay, let's do this. So now (laughs) my phone spends the night on my husband's nightstand and I read every night before bed. And mm-hmm. I have, I use it to read my old hard books. I'm sure I've talked about this before, but I just, I want to look back on a year of gratitude. Like I basically lost my attention span for a long time, but now mm-hmm. it's back. I've read Pilgrim's Progress and Augustine's Confessions and Paradise Lost. And I'm on my second time through Dante's Divine Comedy now. And I read, what else did I read? Oh, uh, Apostolic Fathers, like I'm going to read, I've got a whole list of books that I'm going to read during this special me time. I don't get me reading time. Mm-hmm. It's really noisy in my house all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm very busy. But this has been a really precious time. But also this was the year when we canceled our Netflix. Mm. And we also canceled our Disney Plus. And mm-hmm. we've cut our streaming services more than in half within the last year. And it is actually been a really wonderful thing. It's allowed us to practice a lot more discernment with what what viewing we do. And it's been very mm-hmm. liberating. There's sort of this like stick it to the man feeling that you get when you cancel a streaming service. <laughs> that is like, the first thought you have is like, am I allowed to do this? Can I do this? I can't do this. And I will do this. And guess what I just did? <laughs> so that has been a movement, a positive movement, I think. We still, mm-hmm. I mean, we're still screen junkies in my house, very much so. But, you know, we watch a whole lot more classic movies now and a whole lot less whatever it is that streaming services are serving up, which lately has seemed very not worth the time. So that was yeah. a really positive thing for me. Yeah. Really positive. Like, thank you, Lord, for making this change. Because it's been so enriching. Yeah. Yeah. So going into prognostications then. Wait, you had a comment as well. I see. I want to revisit. <laughs> I want to revisit Rachel's prognostication uh-huh. before we okay. go into this year. Oh, okay. Because okay. it relates to screen time mm. and social media. <laughs> <laughs> so Rachel's prognostication from last year is eerily close to being mm. true, which is, I think I screamed when I read this. So her prognostication said, disillusioned with the pandemic lifestyle and desperate for a new way to stick it to the man, young people everywhere are going to rebel against their parents, their culture, everything by burning their electronic devices and going old school analog as they have already done with Facebook. So they will do with Zoom, Discord, Schoolology, 
Schoology, Schoology, Reddit, YouTube, and the like. Tech stocks will crash. <clears throat> Advertising agencies <laughs> will bust overnight. Retailers will scramble to reclaim brick and mortar space, and TikTok will begin playing public service announcements on Bounce TV <laughs> right after. The- Right after the jitterbug phone spots, social media, it's not just for young people anymore. So, I mean, we've had a Twitter upheaval in the last few months. Facebook (laughs) stocks really did crash at one point during the year. Uh Like, social media is in a weird space right now. So, And nobody's (laughs) talking about it in terms of, like, a user base erosion. Everyone's Mm -hmm. talking about it in terms of, like, poor business decisions or the inability to actually predict where consumers are going to go next. But nobody seems to be talking about the fact that people are just sick of it. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of people that are just like, meh, not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. So Not worth it. I'm just very amused at how eerily somewhat accurate that was from last I'm year. I'm very so. happy. I'm, I'm very happy at how accurate that was. I wish it was more accurate, honestly. <laughs> it's, I can't wait to hear what your prognostication for this oh, year it's, is. Oh, I got a doozy. Yeah. I'm, I'm riding high on being almost right. And so I'm, I'm like, okay, well, if we prognosticate by just saying what we want the world to look like and it, it looks that way after a year, I'll definitely do more of this. Be bold. <laughs> All right. Erin. Bye, 2022. What's That's up right. for next year? That's right. Well, along with that, I am prognosticating that more people will indeed turn off their TVs. And I'm I'm circling back, honestly, to my 2021 prognostication, right? It was for the the prognostication for 2021, I believe, was analog hobbies. Yeah, I thought it was kombucha. That was the warning. Oh, okay. We had a warning. Okay. No kombucha apocalypses. (laughs) Because kombucha is... Some people took that up as an analog. Gotcha. Copy. All right. It's all coming back to me very hazily at this point. So it took over. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I don't keep good notes on my prognostications for those who are listening. So <laughs> it's all a bit fuzzy. But I'm sticking with my analog hobby prognostication wish and blessing for people to, to turn off their TVs and take up the analog hobby, whether that is reading a book or, and this is actually something that I've been thinking about, but doing your your crafts and your arts for church. I've been thinking about church banners, everyone. Ooh. Banners and decorations for church. I was looking at our acolytes the other day and I'm like, oh, why do they wear these red robes? And they're enormous because we allow pretty young kids to be acolytes at our church and the robes are too huge. And I was like, why? I should probably make some new acolyte robes <gasps> yes! for my church. And then I was like, I look at some of the items in our church that were clearly handmade by dear, dear Christian saints of old at our church who like hand needed. Yeah, of your. Yeah. Um, who did like the the hand needlepoint for the kneelers at our communion rail. Oh, and wow. they've got, you know, beautiful little artwork. There are things, there are definitely things that are far beyond just the hobbyist's skill set and ability to reach the, you know, but there are definitely also things that are within reach. And and I thought about how much we treasure those kneelers. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't actually know who made them. I don't think anyone at this point knows who made them, except that we know some member of your uh, (laughs) did those kneelers by hand. And so we use them year after year. And I thought, well, maybe there's things like that that I could that I could contribute to the life of worship in my congregation. And maybe there's things like that out there that you guys can do as well and that our listeners can do. And everyone's got different skill sets. I'm not saying everyone has to now make something for their church, but maybe some of you do have a particular thing where you could, you could help make a banner or help make a, help make an Easter wreath that you're going to hang on the church door come Easter time as people are walking in. So that's my prognostication that people are going to look at not just hobbies to entertain themselves, but also what are ways that they could do that to be a blessing to others? Oh, that's, oh, that's beautiful. Awesome. There's a woman at my church who took up flower arranging this year. Mm-hmm. And her that's arrangements awesome. are like way prettier than anything you would ever get at uh-huh. a florist shop, in my opinion. And yeah. just seeing her sort of take this artistic expression and turn it into a gift for the whole church has been really, really wonderful. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's not my gift. I'm sure there's something, maybe a good newsletter article. <laughs> yeah yes you have a great newsletter rachel i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna lie well, there, yeah. and it, i love you talking about the women of your because there was a time when paraments weren't something you ordered from a catalog they were yeah. something that the women of the church spent hours laboring mm-hmm. over as a gift mm-hmm. to god and yep. yeah. nowadays we just think of them as you know items on the on the budget flare yeah. right, right so right. yeah I would love to see some original Aaron Alter liturgical fiber art hanging up. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, some Sarah Golseth liturgical fiber art would uh, be pretty wonderful as well. Let's be real, guys. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Felty. Well, and how many things have been beautified by people's green thumbs? You know, in the mm-hmm. flower beds and exactly. all sorts yeah. of ways that exactly. you can help to to cultivate your own skills and analog hobbies mm-hmm. while serving and beautifying the church. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yep. And it's one of those things that I also was thinking about the fact that I go, I attend a church, Messiah, that is a, it's a beautiful old giant stone cathedral style church building. And the pieces that are in there, it would be incredibly expensive today to find someone that could that could recreate that sort of thing because the level of artistry and and handcraft that went into that is not small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's just not a lot of people out there today that have that type of skill set. However, whatever type of church you go to, there's always, that's always been part of the life, at least of the Lutheran church. There's always been things that we do to add to the beauty of the worship space. Even if it's a very simple, simple worship space, there's pyramids, there's banners, there's the flowers, there's the outside of the church with, you know, the the plantings. And, you know, even if it's in a like a strip mall sort of a church building where mm-hmm. you're just using space there. You can still have a a planter out in the front with some flowers growing it. There, there are always small things that you can do to 
add beauty to the existing space. And don't forget and, baking. Yes. Oftentimes, if you, yes. you want to learn to bake, it requires, well, basically people to help you eat what you bake. And the <laughs> church true. can help you with that. Um, and I think some of the more interesting recipes, I mean, I would love to get better at pastries, but there'll be a lot of like mm-hmm. things to get eaten yeah. that shouldn't yeah. all be eaten by my family. And right. the church right. is there for me. Exactly. <laughs> Christmas ornaments. Christmas. Christmas. Our like, Christmas are falling yes. apart. We need to have a craft I know. party this year. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So there there are projects out there and you should take your time with it. If you're making it for church, mm-hmm. but take the time to to do your best with it. But I I encourage those out there that have that. Not everyone does. You don't have to. But for those of you out there that do have the love of making things with your hands in some fashion, I I encourage you to to use this year to see what you can make and and contribute it to your brothers and sisters in your congregation. I love it. All right. I think I'm up next. Okay. I went short and sweet this year. I feel like I did a long list last year, but (laughs) in 2022 fashion, I one of my goals in my life this year was to lower my standards a bit because oh. I tend to have very high standards for myself and therefore I just go a little too extra. So you don't say, <laughs> I like nobody's surprised, right? So <laughs> in this new mindset, I got short and sweet. So I've got three wishes and a one sentence prognostication. Mm. So here we go. Okay. So. First of all, I think this is similar to one that I had last year, but I think it's still very relevant now that everything has opened up, that we would learn to build more margins in our lives and allow rest for ourselves. I know that is something that I have hit up against really hard in the last several months that all of a sudden everything opened up. And then my calendar was you said yes to everything. I said yes to everything mm-hmm. because, yep. you know, for the last year and a half, thrilling. there was nothing. Exactly. And then uh, everything happened. And I was like, yeah, let's do the things. And then I looked at my calendar and I was like, I have no free weekends uh-huh. for three months. What just happened? Mm-hmm. So this is partially a reminder <laughs> to myself also that it's okay to say no to stuff. Mm-hmm. It's okay to like literally schedule rest on your calendar and just mm-hmm. don't yep. do the thing. Like it is okay. And I think we all kind of need that reminder to give ourselves that rest that we all felt when everything was shut down and we were like, oh, this is nice to not do the thing. It's okay to not do the thing. It's okay for all of us Mm -hmm. that we would learn to do that Mm -hmm. in a healthy manner. Number two, therapy, guys. It It is just great. If you're on the fence about it, I recommend that you do it. I know it's really hard to get. I waited like I was on, a I don't even know, three months wait list for my therapist. It was worth it though. Hmm. It is hard, but if there's stuff like we've all been through stuff in the last couple of years and if it's affecting your ability to function, like that's the sign to just find somebody and talk. And it's, it has been great for me, but my encouragement to consider therapy if it's been somewhere on your radar to just do it this year because hmm. it's hard, but it's great. And number three, friends. I think there's been a lot happening like when stuff shut down and then we couldn't see people and it was weird hanging out virtually with people and then everything came back to like normal-ish and we all started oh, hanging we, out. We couldn't make eye contact for a while. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, there's been just, it's the whole 
in-person relationship stuff has been weird, but also, I don't know, maybe it's just me getting older, but like the value of friendships and of actually putting effort into them, I think has been a very important thing for me to realize recently. And just like making the effort to show up for people, having those even like... I don't know. I think I heard this in a podcast somewhere, but it's quality over quantity. Like I think Mm. a lot of times when we're younger, we're like, I have 20 friends and I'm going to hang out with them every weekend. But like (laughs) I'm a little older and wiser now. And like I have I have smaller groups of friends, but like we we know each other. We trust each other. I can ask them for anything. And I mean, you guys are included in that, too. (laughs) The wish is that we would find good and decent friends who would Mm. Stick with us through thick and thin because we've all been through thick and thin. You know, the the weep with those who weep, rejoice with those who rejoice. I think that's that is something that's going to be high on my priority list in the next year and my wish for other people as well. So now my prognostication, super short and sweet. Mm. Seeing the need for mental health support, the government will assign every person a therapy dog that will be allowed to be taken everywhere with us, including to work all the therapy dogs at work. Oh, That's it. wow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dogs make me anxious sometimes. Can I have, do that? can I have a, yes. can I, how about a, I told my kids once, don't bring me a comfort dog when I'm old and infirm. Bring me a comfort baby. Can I have a comfort baby? Oh, comfort baby. We can do comfort babies. All right. Therapy baby. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That sounds very exploitative, actually. But <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I'm glad we, I'm glad we got there. Um, how about oh, come uh, therapy houseplant? Oh yeah, Can we do that. Okay. All I like right, it. I love. Hey, I, know, I love my dog. I do, but she does raise my anxiety level sometimes when she's like, what? "I need therapy the thing." Dogs don't do that. They're specially trained. Oh, yeah. So the government's going to pay for the training. Hey, I'm not going into specifics here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my comfort dog right now is giving me anxiety too because it's the end of the world at the moment because I won't bring him out. See, see yes. my, my animals are comfort cats. Mm-hmm. So comfort cat. It's it's I get the it's, spirit of what you're yeah, wishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> well, uh-huh. I mean, you already have cats and dogs and uh, like cats in bookstores and dogs at Christmas tree farms. Does every Christmas tree farm have an old dog or is it just the ones I go to? Oh, ours doesn't. Oh, probably. Well, no. I mean, I've never been to a Christmas tree farm. Maybe they get a tax break. I don't do. I don't know. But um, I really just want to have therapy dogs in the international center every day. That was really Mm. the only thing. That was it. Okay. Okay. Do they get their own name badges? (laughs) Yes, they should. Uh huh. I just really want therapy animals here. I think I would work a lot better if I could just like hold just bring your dog to work. Well, mm-hmm. I'm like, bring your dog to work day. Yes. All yes. right. Okay. <laughs> I can see it. That one is actually plausible. I'm. I'll just mm-hmm. say it. I think uh, pets at work is uh, could be a lot more likely to happen than some of the other things we've predicted in the past. <laughs> All right. Who's next? Bree, I think you're next. Thank you. Um. Here's my prognostication for you all. And it's steeped in absurdity, as one does. And I hope you enjoy it. (laughs) It's 2022. Life is wild. We survived a global pandemic, political unrest, and heinous gas prices. They're finally under $3 here in Missouri. Come on out to the East Coast and you'll sing a different song. But I'm so happy for you. So happy. Mm. 
Robots are making Van Gogh paintings of our faces. The QR code is made a full-on comeback, and people are eating whatever they can off of giant hunks of wood. <laughs> First, it was cheese boards, which, I mean, those things date back to the 50s, probably. Like, that's cheese boards are like a thing. Cheese and crackers, mm-hmm. it's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Then people got fancy, and they added smoked meats to it and made charcuterie platters. But then, like... People went absolutely insane and they started doing things like bagel boards with bagels and different like spreads and toppings. And they did like s'mores boards with similar concept. There are hot dog boards and waffle boards. People opened up LLCs and started their own companies because they realized they're really, really good at arranging food on things. (laughs) Um, Pinterest became relevant out of this, and this is all sort of culminated in recent days where some genius decided that it would be a good idea to smear butter all over a cutting board, sprinkle some salt and flowers on it, and serve it with breads and crackers to create what we know now as the butter board. this right now. I've never heard of this. I actually, mm-hmm. if I, oh my gosh, it's so good. If I could eat butter, I would be all over that one. <laughs> it's it's actually, I applaud that this one, but like it, it truly is getting out of our one. personalities right here. <laughs> that is so, like, if I could eat it, I would do it. Rachel's like, I've never heard of this. I'm going to Google it this very second. <laughs> but I'm looking at the pictures here and I'm very intrigued. <laughs> You're not mad. I, you can't be. Oofta. It's that's a lot of butter. Yeah. But that's I mean, that's sort of that sums up, I think, the absurdity of the trend and where it's going. So hence my prognostication. Here it is. Capitalizing on the popularity of this trend, the BuzzFeed Tasty family of restaurants, TM, (laughs) will unveil its newest concept all aboard a food board restaurant featuring a menu of 50 tasty entrees all aboard has something for every palate i feel like it is very plausible for somebody to open up oh my a goodness yeah truck like that I don't know. I almost I almost Googled it, but then I didn't want to disappoint myself because I'm almost positive something like that exists already. <laughs> All aboard. I love yeah. the name. It's, it's so a great name. Oh, that's great. I love mm-hmm. it. I think they're all like train themed. Oh, that would make a lot of sense. Yes. Here we have the All Aboard restaurant that gets your food to you fresh, whisked along a complex rail system right to your table. This sounds cool, too. Train sushi. But they do that. But I like your all aboard better. Yeah. Especially because it involves a lot of butter. Probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Do you have Excellent. a blessing? So to do? I do have a blessing. And I kind of copied Rachel because I saw that she had shared a song. <laughs> and I also went the route of a scripture passage. And I'm just going to read it because I think it kind of speaks for itself. And this is from Luke chapter six. And uh, this is this is Jesus speaking here. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. 
to one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. That's kind of how I want to live my life next year. beautiful. And it's really relevant, too, because the thing that none of us is prognosticating, but that is actually probably legit going to happen, is 2023 is going to be the year when fewer people go to church Mm -hmm. and Mm. when Christians are regarded as a little bit weirder a little bit out of the mainstream when there may be some cursing and some hating and some taking away of things and some enemies. And Jesus has anticipated that. He prognosticated that in this world we would have tribulation. Um, And he, and he hit the bullseye. He's like, okay, I know this is coming. I know this is coming. Here's what you do when it comes. Love your enemies. Yep. Mm -hmm. Be merciful. Bless those who curse you. So, Mm -hmm. But that's not my prognostication because that was Jesus' <laughs> prognostication. And I, I defer to him on that. Would that our prognostications be his prognostications? Because if he versa. says it, it's going to happen. Yep, that's true. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I got a prognostication and I'm pretty happy with this one because it, it goes along with uh, what I, the gloomy bit I just said. But there's a, there's a positive upside to it. So I'll just read what I wrote down. And we'll see what we what we get at the end. Inspired by the 2022 National Youth Gathering, where they spent approximately 22 hours a day in worship, service, and fellowship with other Lutheran young people, the youth of the LCMS will lead the way in spending way more time at church in 2023. Mm-hmm. There may be fewer cars in the parking lot these days than there were a decade ago, but the cars that are there will be there a lot. As a result. Churches will begin to reconfigure and remodel their interiors to reflect this all-church-all-the-time aesthetic. There will, of course, be sanctuaries, fellowship halls, Sunday school rooms, and offices, but there will also be showers for washing up between that workday and the worship service that follows it. Please! (laughs) There will be locker rooms for stowing a toothbrush, a change of underwear, or a spare Bible for impromptu Bible studies, because you never know when those are going to pop up. There will be bunk rooms so you can take a nap between activities or if the weather is really like dodgy, you could like come the night before and sleep to make sure that you don't have to stay home because of sleep. Uh Yeah, bunk rooms. And yes, there will be comfy lounge spaces for hanging out with all your family of God family. That's right, folks. You may have thought that those Lutheran ladies' lounges were an obsolete relic of the 1950s and 60s, but they are back, baby, in a big (laughs) way. Or at least they're going to be back in 2023 if I'm right, which I really, really hope I am. 
Oh, I'm sure you're going to be right. I love this. Do you know how many times I have written? I know I'm in a weird category, but do you know how many times <laughs> I have ridden my bike to work, to work, to church, which I know like nobody does, or we've gone to church early because Luther has to teach choir. And so I go with him and then I go for a run and then come back. And then we have Wednesday night service. And I have thought, man, I wish there were a shower here. Yeah. <laughs> So I am fully on board with this idea mm-hmm. of showers and locker rooms at a church because Do you know if there's a shower in that building. I haven't. Have you I passed? haven't looked in the basement. <laughs> I would encourage. No, and this is why I say this. I would encourage you to ask only because my husband's vicarage congregation there was a shower somewhere on in the fellowship hall, and I saw it. Did see it with my own two eyes, but I would not have known. That it was there if somebody didn't I don't tell think me. we don't have that big of a facility. I don't think there's a shower. Well, there. I'll tell you, I actually held back on my prognostication no, because no. my this was inspired by my daughter who was mentioning the fact that we were at church three mm-hmm. separate times on the same day. Yeah. Which is a normal thing for us. Remember about the whole mm-hmm. world opening it up and things getting busy. It's not unusual yeah. for us to have you know, confirmation and choir practice and Bible study and midweeks and, you know, be there back and forth all afternoon and evening. But she said something about, well, maybe in the future, the church will be like, you know, have apartments and be like a monastery only for families. And I was like, I would actually sign up for that, (laughs) given my current lifestyle. If I could like, if I could like have a a couple of rooms like on the premises, that would make things a lot simpler with as much as we're back and forth. And I would probably love that. Now, I know that's basically a parsonage, but like parsonages for everybody. That would be fun. Well, and you know, like Easter weekend and Christmas weekend, like the whole nap in between stuff is... You might as well pitch a tent out back on the lawn for not worth even going home. Like Easter weekend, you could basically just stay at church the whole time, mm-hmm. like get there Thursday before Monday, Thursday, and then just stay straight through mm-hmm. because we traditional camp, camp meeting. Let's do it, people. Yes. We drive back and forth so much over those days. <laughs> I mean, it is a lovely thing to see a church that has so much activity going on outside of Sunday morning. Sunday morning, yes, I love to see a church that's busy on Sunday morning. But to see one that has people going in and out of it all week long is a wonderful thing. And to use those, use that space, Mm -hmm. put it to use um, Mm -hmm. for, you know, groups to gather and socialize and encourage one another, whether it's, you know, they're cleaning or, you know, working on the quilts or, I don't know, brewing beer uh, for a while. <laughs> and a lot of hobbies. A, uh, exactly. Yes. Like use use the space for that. And then that also becomes an opportunity to invite the community to come mm-hmm. in and join some of those hobbies. Yeah. And make that space welcoming, as Rachel said, so that you want to just linger and yeah. spend time with each other there. I when, love it. Wednesdays are kind of my favorite days for that because... Mm-hmm. We get there at about 2.30 in the afternoon and Mm -hmm. we stay there until about nine o'clock at night. So I'm literally at church half the day on Wednesday, but we're, I mean, we aren't the only ones that are there for a long time because we have kids choir at four and then we have dinner at five and then we have Bible study at six and then we have Compline at seven and then choir at 7.15. So like there's this whole lineup of activities. So there are Mm. a lot of people and a lot of kids that are just hanging out for several hours and it is just the most wonderful thing to get to know people 
in those relationships outside of because like a Sunday morning is busy. We're there, you know, for divine service. We're singing in choir. So we're busy. We're going back and forth to Bible study and church. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't really have mm-hmm. a lot of time to really get to know people. But mm-hmm. when you're there with people for like six hours on a Wednesday and you get to have a meal with them, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's the best. It really is. So I'll share a quote, you know, talking about the connection between this, because it, it, you might think that building these kinds of communities and community spaces would be exclusive. And yet there is this connection between building strong communities within your church and your outreach. A quote from Tertullian, it is mainly the deeds of a love so noble that lead many to put a brand upon us. See how they love one another, they say, for they themselves are animated by mutual hatred. How they are ready even to die for one another, they say. When the church loves each other, the world notices and they see a different way of living. And the Holy Spirit, you know, through the word, invites them to be part of that. And it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. So I will transition now into my blessing for you. And it comes from, it's built on my favorite psalm, Psalm 27, verses 4 through 5. One thing I have asked of the Lord, that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. So my blessing for you is this. May you find yourself more and more fully at home in the house of the Lord in 2023 and all the days of your life. That's what I want for me. That's what I want for you. Be at home in God's house. I love it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Noise. Going to be a good year. No doom and gloom. No doom and gloom. Just a You're little. so great. Just do it. Great <laughs> 2023. <laughs> and if any of these things happen, we'll talk about you. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I'm adding mine to the notes right now. Oh, good. Thanks. Awesome. We'll talk about next year. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll be back with another one of these in a year and we'll see we'll see what has happened in 2023 that we get to talk about next year. But ladies, we would love to know if you have any wishes or prognostications or thoughts about the wishes and prognostications and blessings that we've presented here. We'd love to know your thoughts. You can join us in our Facebook group, The Lutheran Ladies Lounge on Facebook. You can also follow us and tag us on Instagram at Lutheran Ladies Lounge. We do share extra content there as well and in our e-newsletter which you can sign up for in the show notes for this episode or you can send us an email lutheranladies at kfuo.org and we'll get you signed up for that e-newsletter you can find all of our podcasts at kfuo.org slash lutheranladies lounge or on your favorite podcasting app or on the kfuo radio app happy new year happy new year happy new year You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm 2020. (laughs) (laughs) And if you need me, I'll be in the brand new Lutheran Ladies Lounge that I hope will go in at my church like sometime this year. Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave a review for us, too. 
If you love the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast, consider financially supporting our producer, KFUO Radio, so we can keep doing what we do. Find out how at kfuo.org slash give.